Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. Today we're looking at the book of Proverbs, but we're going to be talking about living a good life. As you can tell, I'm in my hello, hey, right? Living a good life. When I think about living a good life, I think about retiring one day, you know, just sitting on a beach with my Kool-Aid in hand, my feet in the sand, my butt on the, in the water, whichever one it comes. You guys, just, just chill, sitting back, relax, figuring, I mean, realizing that I have done great things my whole life. I have accomplished the task that God has set for me and I have walked out and never messed up. I feel like living a good life is retiring. But then I started looking at Pastor Ronnie. I'm like, well, that ain't living a good life. No, I'm totally talking to Pastor Ronnie. <laughs> I'm totally talking. I think there's different stages for living a good life. I remember living a good life of waking up on, Sunday, on, on Saturday mornings when I was little. I'm the oldest of the last three. There's six boys. Oldest of the last three, so I'm in the middle. Wake up, waking up early on Saturday mornings, tiptoeing downstairs getting my big old bowl of cereal and plopping my butt right down in front of TV to watch DuckTales. DuckTales, woo! Back in those days, when I was in my parents' house, now that, that was the good life. No responsibilities whatsoever. All, I can get all the food. It was an all-you-can-eat buffet. As long as the food was in the refrigerator, I could eat it, right? I'd do whatever I want. I had a couple of rules because, honestly, in order to live a good life, I had to abide by my parents' rules. Because I had to do things according to the way they would want them done. In order to live the good life, when I was in my parents' home, I had to follow their instructions. I had to kind of remember what they taught me. I had to think as my parents if I was my parents. No, I can't fight with my brother and sister, my brothers. Because if I got in a fight with my brothers, that meant my good life was going to get taken away. If my dad called on me to bring me a cup of water, I had to be the first one there. Because I knew that if I got him the water, then he'll give me other privileges. If he asked me to cut the grass, I did the best of my ability because that meant that I was my daddy's favorite and I can continue to live the good life, which mean for, what meant for me was to get up Saturday morning, turn on the TV, and watch the cartoons. Understand, living a good life is easy when we are a child. And I think living a good life is the same for us as adults. If we really realize whose house we're in. If we really took out a second and realized that all of this is God's, that we're in his household, that we can live the good life, all we got to do is follow a couple rules, uh, do things as if you were him. Think about, think first before you acted. We call these things wisdom. And that's what the book of Proverbs is all about. Using common sense, using wisdom as you live this life. No, you can't fight with your neighbors. You can't fight with your brother and sisters. Why? Because that's going to upset your dad. And you know, you don't want to upset dad because he come down with the belt. You know, you can upset mom. She's going to scream. I'm counting two. I mean it now. One, two. I said I was counting two. Didn't you hear me counting two? Two. Get over here. They lift that voice and you go, okay, that's the point. I should actually respond because mom has finally screamed and she actually coming for me. Whereas dad, boy, don't make me count. Yes, sir. Right away. You come running. It's a difference. So with the dad. If I was going to live the good life with my dad, I knew that I had to think like my dad thought. 
Now, my dad's a little crazy, so, and I apologize for my kids because I'm a little crazy, so you don't want to get in my head. You'd be like, what's going on? But you have to do things like your father done. Kids that are in the audience, you want to live the good life? I'm a, this message is for you. It's very simple. The book of Proverbs lays it out. Let's start off. First of all, we need to contrast. The book of Proverbs is a lovely book. It gives us the contrast between someone who's wise and someone who's foolish. It gives us characteristics of these wise people. It says that the wise person, they give good advice. That's good. They enjoy wisdom. They consider their steps. They are hunger. They hunger for truth. They value wisdom above riches. They, they receive the good life. They respond to correction. They pursue correction. They trust in wisdom and they control their anger. Now contrast that to a foolish person. I like the list of a foolish person because remember I was the oldest of the last three. And I saw the foolish person on my brother that was right above me and then my brother was right below me. My brother Benjamin, he was a foolish person as I read this list. Benjamin was super smart. Oh my gosh, you couldn't teach Benjamin anything. He knew everything. And I mean, he was book smart, but he was also a smart aleck. You couldn't teach him anything. So Benjamin was very foolish because he, he got punished all the time for his smart aleckliness. I was just dumb enough to know that I don't know anything. And I'm still dumb enough to know that. So this is, my wife is watching me. She knows that I don't know much and my kids know this. So, right. But Benjamin, he was smart aleck. Now, Michael, Michael was the other side of foolish. Benjamin, you couldn't t- teach him anything. Michael was just, in, he was a hit. Boy, that boy, that boy's going straight to hell. He was going to hell when he was born, right? I'm, I'm, he's not going to hell. I repent and rebuke that. But Michael was a bad child. And you guys know the bad children because you have them in your households. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how much you beat Michael. Michael was going to do whatever he wanted to do. He, if you ro- draw a line, Michael is not only jumping over the line, he's getting on a motorcycle and hopping that puppy to see how far he can go before he lands. That was Michael. The foolish list goes like this. They lack common sense. Oh, you know a lot of these people that lack common sense. You just look at them and say, you big dummy. That's what you want to tell them. They lack common sense. They enjoy foolishness. That's a, a, bit, a church word, right? Foolishness. Y'all know what it looks like, though. Is those people that you know, before they even step foot, they're going to do something dumb today. They enjoy being a fool. They're gullible. Oh, I love the gullible ones. They avoid, avoid the wise. They feed on foolishness. They do not respond to punishment. Remember, you could beat Michael all you want. He didn't respond to punishment, no matter how much you punished him. They pursue elusive dreams. They blame failures on God. Have we been foolish when we blame our failures on God? Mm. They are proud and arrogant. They despise wise advice. They make truth useless. They repeat their folly, trust in themselves, and they unlash anger. Here's what Proverbs 10, I mean 4.10 says. My children, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I'm going to pause right there. How many of us can say that we want a long, good life? Even if you're old, Mr. Bill, that's talking to you. You still can have a longer, gooder life. A long, good life. I will teach you wisdom ways and lead you in a straight path. When you walk, you won't hold back, won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. 
Wisdom is the key to life. If we really want to live that good life, as we think about being a child and how it was a good life, where we didn't have to worry about anything. All our needs were met with abundance aside. We realized that if our parents said we could do it, we can do it. Remember, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But because our dad said, boy, you get out there, you can do this. I believe in you. You believed in yourself, right? You, there was no task too great to accomplish, right? You could come up against any enemy knowing that if your dad or your mom had your back, that that enemy was going to fall because your dad was bigger than the enemy you were facing. I'm talking about living a good life. I'm talking about a straight path, not a crooked path. I'm talking about a straight, narrow path to the good life where if you start running towards that good life, you won't stumble and fall. I, I went jogging with my daughter and we were out jogging. Not, I mean, okay, first of all, I was big. Ella, you know, we're, we're not running. We're, we're jogging at this pace, right? Come on, Ella, we can do this. And she stumbles over, I don't even know where the rock came from. She stumbled and fall and scraped up her knee. I was like, baby, are you okay? Laughing on the inside. Baby, are you okay? Right? There's no rocks anywhere on the road. Foolish people stumble and fall when they're running. Wise people. I was the wise one. You don't stumble and fall. You can go for, sorry, Ella. You did. You scraped yourself really bad that time. That was hilarious. But you okay? Okay, awesome. <laughs> Here's what we really need to realize. Wisdom will help you have the good life. The book of Proverbs is filled with all these things. I'm not going to go into the list and tell you where to find it. But it does recommend us do three things. I believe there's more, but three things to help us to gain wisdom. It's very simple. This is a very simple, plain message. For the simplest of those that are in the audience, with the little small brains. I'm not going to look that way. With the little small brains. You guys have big brains. Let's talk to you guys. Pastor Jody's sitting on this section. He got a big brain, too. You got, got you, Pastor Jody. All right, so here's a simple message. If you want to live this good life, do these three things. Now, I'm going to compare it to a dad, a mom in your household. I'm going to compare it to being a child because whether you realize this or not, we are all a child of God. We are all living in his kingdom. And we often pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I do want to give you this little sidebar to realize that even while you're living a good life, doesn't mean that good life won't get hard sometimes. It gets hard. You want to break down and cry. You lose a loved one. Something bad happens to your car, your family, your house. You lose out on a job. But if you're going on a straight and narrow path and you've got the wisdom to follow right behind you, you'll be surprised that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That what the enemy intended for bad, God will turn it out and use it for your good. When you're living the good life and walk on that straight path, all those obstacles will turn into opportunities or setups for God to bless you in those areas. So, how do we get wisdom? I'll read this in Proverbs 8. Um, make sure I say this. All right, yep. Yeah. Proverbs 8, it says this. For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to it. I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know we discover to discover knowledge and discernment. Common sense and success belong to me. Insight and strength are mine. That is first says you get wisdom and then all these other things. It kind of works out for you. You'll find these other things. So how do we get wisdom? Number one, 
if my child wanted to know, if I think about my kids and they want to know, dad, what are the rules in the house? I simply just want to um, get up and watch TV. And if I want to watch TV all day today, what are some of the things that I need to know? If they came to me and asked me how to have a good life, I would be able to tell them, Ella, make up your bed. Ella, read your Bible. Make sure you brush your teeth. Make sure that you're not arguing with your brother. If you do these things, you can watch TV as long as you want. If you don't do one of these things, there's a possibility you're not going to be able to watch TV. You're going to lose out on playing with your phone. There's going to be some penalties. The first step is, as the Bible tells us, all you got to do is ask God for wisdom. All you got to do is ask. James tells us this. James says, in, oh, mm, mm, mm. in James chapter 1, it says this. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. And he will give it to you, for he will not rebuke you for asking. Proverbs 2 says this, for the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Ask God for the wisdom that you need. Now, I know I'm putting it in a child's term because we're looking in the household as you being a child in your, your parents' household. But understand, again, this is God's kingdom. So as you're facing life's obstacles, ask God for the wisdom to navigate the situations that you're in. I'll give you an example. When I was, and a lot of my students have heard this, when I was considering who I should marry, I was dating Pearl, which is a whole nother note. I first told her how I felt. Six months later, she finally came back and said, let's go on a first date. Let me just tell you, you need some wisdom if you're dealing with that type of woman. (laughs) You're watching. That was, I needed some wisdom, right? Six months, you see all this good package? You're going to make me wait, but that's neither here nor there. When I was considering, is Pearl really the one for me? And maybe there are other females out there. I'm not going to go into my background. We don't need to know that I was a player beforehand from the Himalayas. We don't need to know about those things, right? But I was considering Pearl. I was reading a book, He's Hot, She's Hot. It was a biblical book on uh, trying to date or whatever for, I mean, as you're getting married, trying to consider those things. The very last page of the book, the very last chapter, the very last sentence, and the very last paragraph, it said, you have to be willing to get rid of your fake pearls to get the real thing. Do you know how much confirmation that is? The wisdom was clear as day. And I could have ignored it. Like, oh, she must be the fake pearl. You know, <laughs> there must be a real pearl out there. No, 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 no. I asked God for wisdom to clarify very simply who was my wife. And he showed me, that's your wife. So now, if I ever have any doubts, I just look at her and say, you know what? You weren't the fake thing. You better get it right. You know, just, she better realize she was what I prayed for. Even if I may not be what she prayed for, you got to deal with it. You should have been talking to God. I got wisdom in you. You didn't, right? You got to ask God. And it doesn't matter if it's a spouse, as I'm talking to the young people, if it's the person that you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life, if it's a church, If God sent you to a church, stop moving around. If God told you when you walked in this door, this is your church, then when things get tough, when you don't like what the preacher says, you don't like the music, stop moving around. If you heard from God to get there, you need to hear from from God. You need to hear from God to leave. Listen, before I moved here, 
I had to hear from the Lord if I was supposed to move to Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia. No, not Rome, Italy. You guys are here. Rome, Georgia. You understand you need a clear word from the Lord to move to Rome, Georgia. No offense. I don't mean, I love it here. This is, I, I'm, you know, I love it here. Get down. You know what I'm saying? I met some great people, but I needed a clear word from the Lord to move to Rome, Georgia. So I had to ask God and the doors start to open up. You guys, I started walking through the doors. Sure. I had to go through some obstacles, like talking to pastor Peter. I mean, I deal with him on a regular basis. And sure, there's like a thorn in the flesh. Like Paul said, he's a thorn in the flesh that you just can't get rid of. But there are some good things that came from being down here. I know without a shadow of doubt that God sent me here because I heard his voice. Hey, Pastor Peter, we love you. (laughs) We didn't say anything bad about you. I heard his voice and I have followed him. And I can guarantee you that when you hear and ask God for wisdom, as it says, he will give it to you. Wisdom comes from him. You can't seek your best friend who's not saved. You can't listen to those psychics who read poems. You can't watch those TV shows or call in those talk radios of people who are not saved to get a word of wisdom on your situation. They may be able to throw out a nugget every now and then. But you need a word from the Lord who sees the beginning, who sees the end, who sees it right now. He sees your situation and where you're supposed to go because he wants to direct you so that you can have the good life that he intended for you. You don't need anyone else. You need to hear from God. Number two, if my kids really want to have the good life, I'm speaking really to my kids today. Ella, you're here. If you want to have the good life, if you want to live past 11, let me help you out. She almost died a couple times. <laughs> Listen, there was one time she ran out in, in the parking lot. I almost, if the car didn't kill her, I was about to kill her. Side note, Ella's a, Ella's a little bit tougher. Stevie, Stevie gets upset. He goes, you didn't have to punish him. I'm a horrible person. He's a, he's sensitive, dude. I don't know why the boys in my household are so sensitive and the girls are so tough. I don't know why I'm speaking about me and Stevie. We're sensitive. All right. But number two, if you want to live the good life, if you truly, truly want to run and not stumble, all my kids had to do is, I would say, just remember what I taught them. Maybe they should write it down in a book, but maybe they should remind themselves on a regular basis. This is what dad said. I don't have to get up every day and have him tell me this. It was amazing. The one day I got up and Ella had already read her Bible. She had to remember what I taught her. She had put it to memory so much that she began to put it into practice. That's contracts with God. God says in his word, he says this. Proverbs three, it says, good friend, don't forget all I've taught you. Take to heart my commands. They will help you live a long, long time and a long life filled. Psalms 119 says, I have your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word that you need to remind yourself is right here. The benefit we have is that God gave us the Bible. They wrote down truth 
so that we can remind ourselves of it. I love this. There's a movie. Um, don't worry about the movie. I love this idea that we can put this to memory. And I know what you're thinking. It's so hard to memorize the whole Bible. Don't memorize the whole Bible right now. All you got to do is start with one verse. Let me help you. Jesus wept. Bam. You, I'm right on my way to Jesus. Right? Memorize one text, one scripture at a time. And get the big ones. It's very easy. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a good one. What about John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall ever believe in him and will not perish but have everlasting life. There are basic words or scriptures that you can easily put to memory. And you'll be surprised. As you start putting these things to memory, God will bring them back up in the time of need. You will memorize them, memorize them. You will remember them in the time. So if my kids were about to get in a fight, Ella can remember, hold on. I'm not supposed to argue with my mom, I mean with my brother, because if I argue with my brother, then it's going to take away from me getting a good life. And more importantly, I might get punished. Let me remember mom and dad said, don't argue and fight with him. Just give him what he wants, even if he's wrong. You know what, you little stubborn fart? Here, take it. It will go a long way if you just do what your parents told you to do. It would go a long way if you just did what God told you to do, even if you don't like it. We don't always like doing what God told us to do. Lord Jesus, if someone would come up to me right now and smack me on the right cheek, I'll be doggone it. If I ain't from the streets, I'm like, hold on, dog. Hold on, dog. You don't even realize who you met. You don't even realize. I'm from the, I'm chitty, chitty, bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? I know some people. I don't want to do what God says. He says, if someone smacks you on one cheek, I'm supposed to turn it off on the other, which means... I don't repay people for the evil they have done to me. Man, that's so stinking hard. And it'll be okay if you didn't know it. If I didn't memorize it, I would think like, you know what? It'll be okay. I'm a Christian. I don't memorize the whole Bible. I'm not held accountable for it. (laughs) Ha! Wrong. Yes, you are held accountable more for things that you have have taught and learned. Absolutely. But just because you haven't taken the time to study it and you've been a Christian for the past 30 years doesn't mean you're not held accountable for it. You do need to be careful how you uh, talk about people. You do need to be careful of how you treat people. You do need to be careful, and it is very stinking important, on how you treat your wife or your husband. Man, you are not the sole proprietor, sole owner, sole whatever of your household. Oh, Lord Jesus, it is not that simple. Yes, you are the head of the wife, but she is the neck, and she can turn your butt wherever she wants. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the Bible says it. Oh, it's very clear. And when you put the Bible, the word to memory, it starts to change how you live, how you respond. It's so good. Because if we put in the concept of I'm just a child in this household and I want to live a good life, I would do these things. Number one, just simply ask them. Number two, haha, remember or remind yourself of what he said. Number three is a good one. I think about all the people that me and Pearl know, people that we've grown up with. And I just want to make sure that this makes sense. I have a church family that know me through and through. They're a group of guys that have seen me at my worst and they know how I think because we have built, as a word back, it was a popular term, we had made life together. 
we have done life together. And if my kids want to know how I'm thinking, if I'm not there, they can simply ask those people who I've done life with. Because they know how I've done things. They're familiar with what I would do. Would dad trip on this, this person for cutting them off and, and while you're driving? Yeah, he probably would. But don't do those things. Let's follow this. How would your dad, how would your, how would your mom, how would your dad react to this situation? You can talk to these people. You can listen to the books they have or read the books they have. You can watch a sermon that these people, because they know who their dad is, your dad is. Number three is, and it's very simple, talk with God's people. It's very simple. Simple message. If you really want to get wisdom on how to live this good life, get around a group of people that know your dad, who you're trying to get to know more. Get around a group of people who can remind you of what his word is. Get around a group of people that's going to challenge you to, hold on, I know you're your father's daughter, but do you realize that's not how your dad would do that? Your dad wouldn't be wearing those booty shorts, Ella. Uh-uh. No way. Mm-mm. Nope. Go back in the household and change those booty shorts, right? Your dad, your dad wouldn't come outside and not brush his teeth. Not that Ella would do that. That's Stevie, clear as day, right? But get around people who know your dad best because Proverbs says this. Fools think their own way in Proverbs 12. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. I can't tell you how many people I, I have met that think they know what's right and what's wrong. And you can't tell them nothing. They even made songs. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Okay, you guys don't know what that is. You got, you've, you've been saved. I know the students do. They be singing it. They heathens. All right. Proverbs 11 says this. Where there is no guidance, a people fall. A people falls. But in abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 15, I like the message version of this, says this. Refuse good advice and watch your plan fall. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. If you want to know how to live this good life, you're going to need to ask people who know God's best. You need to get yourself with a core group of people. You need to get yourself in a good church. You need to read some good books. You need to listen to some good podcasts. You need to fill yourself up with people who have been there, done that, and know your dad well enough to tell you what's right and what's wrong. If you're living in your own little bubble by yourself and you haven't had the opportunity to go and talk to somebody, let me encourage you to do that. Get outside your house. Get outside your bubble. And as iron sharpening iron, get around some believers. I'm talking about real Christians who are going to call you out. When you walk out the house with a dirty shirt on, they're going to tell you your shirt is dirty. I said it that way because it was softly. It was better than saying you got poop on your shirt. But I said poop on your shirt anyway. So there you go. I want to be around a group of people that's going to tell me my breath stink. I want to be around a group of people that's going to tell me I got a, a booger in my nose. I mean, I'm talking about the simplest thing. And I'm, what I'm referring to is your life stinks. You got something hanging out that you don't realize that's a fault. When my brother and I started walking this Christian walk, he was kind of like my iron sharpening iron. The household we raised up with, we had a lot of, 
we had a lot of things that we had to work through. As a man would. From being exposed to certain things at a younger age. So we had to keep each other accountable. If one of us stumbled, we called the other one and said, hey man, I had a, I had a bad week this week. I need you to help me and pray for me. The other one was stronger so that the other one, in their weakness, the, the strong one can help pick them up. I'm using these terms because, again, we have kids. You need people who you can be brutally honest with and just tell them this is what's going on. And they're going to remind you of what your dad has already taught you, what your dad has already said and done to help you to live this good life. I want to remind you today, the book of wisdom tells us there's three clear ways. There may be more, but there's three clear ways to get wisdom because we're aiming for the good life. If you're not aiming for the good life, that's on you. If you're okay with stumbling everywhere you go, if you're okay with constantly losing everything you have, if you're okay with losing the relationships you have in life, if you're okay with raising children that can't stand you, that chooses the opposite course, don't listen to what I'm telling you. But if you want children that obey you, if you want children that one day will serve the Lord with all their heart, if you want grandchildren that will one day serve the Lord with all their heart, if you want to have a family that doesn't have to go through thousands of hours of counselor, counseling, take this advice. Now, I'm not the wisest man out there. And I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. I may just be a little simple, but my little simple has got me a long way. My little simple has moved me across the U.S. several times. My little simple has got me a wife that's from South Africa, beautiful wife. My little simple has got me two smart kids. You remember Forrest Gump when he had a kid and he looked at the kids and said, is that, is that child like me? That's how I feel with my kids. How in the world? They are so stinking. Do, do they have what I have? Right? My little simple has gotten me a life where I actually own my house. I know that's not a big thing for some of you guys because you came from a household where your parents gave you a house or they gave you millions of dollars. My parents gave me nothing but debt and destruction. My parents gave me nothing but heartache and headaches. My parents gave me nothing but attitude and funk, right? They didn't give me anything. So when me buying a house was a big deal. Me being a pastor working for a church, that's all I've known. My adult life was working for a church. It's a big deal. My little simple has followed God and God has led me to the point where I'm now one of the elders here at the church. I'm sorry to tell you. (laughs) And my little simple followed these three steps. I ask God when I need wisdom. Because I want to find out what God has to say about it. I read God's word on a regular basis and I'm constantly putting it to memory, trying to remind myself so that when the tough times come, I have that word to fall on. I know how to respond. I may not always respond right. Again, we do have those traffic moments where I feel like Jesus is like, this is your pardonable sin. It's okay. It's it's forgivable. You just go ahead and cuss those people out. They deserve it. Jesus is right there with me in the car. He lets that pass. But the majority of the time, I'm a little bit more patient. I'm a little bit more calm. I think that people generally want to be the best that they can. They want to treat you the best they can. 
And then finally, I got a, my little simple got a group of guys that I trust, that I can keep it 100 with, that are walking down this good path as well, that in my weak moments, they can help pick me up when they're strong. I got some old, old dudes that I love to hear back or back and forth that I, I so enjoy just sitting with them. I may be late every week, but just know that I'm coming. <laughs> I may be late, but I'm coming. But I enjoy being around those men because these are experienced men who has lived life and who was just there to say, hey, let's go through the word together. My little simple has gotten a lot for me. And I can guarantee you, your little simple gets you a, little, a lot more. Let's pray. Oh, I'm going to say, if you're, if you're here today, bow your head, close your eyes, I'm sorry. If you're here today, or you're watching online, I want to encourage you to dive into God. If you really want to have the good life, you can do that. It can start today. It's not based on what we did in the past. It's based on every step we take today, moving forward. And if you're watching online, if you're here today, and you say, you know, I want to re- recommit my life to Jesus. I have been a simpleton, which means I've been foolish. I have not listened to advice. I've done things my own way. I've even asked God, the creator of the universe, and I need him to show up and show out. If that's you, you just want to dedicate your life or you want to give your life to the Lord. While you're watching online or you're hearing a stand, you can go ahead and throw up your hand. Doesn't matter. You can put it back down. It's up to you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That's awesome. And maybe you're here today and you also want to ask God for wisdom because you're dealing with a specific situation. God says that he will give it to you because godly wisdom on how really to do these things comes from him. So if that's you, you want to ask God for wisdom, we're going to pray with him for you. Right? So let's pray for those who need wisdom. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that wisdom comes from you. For those of us that are dealing with a situation that we need wisdom, I ask you, Lord, to give us wisdom. Make it clear, plain, so that we can understand which way to go and what to do, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you do not hold wisdom back from us because it does come from you. And we believe and we receive it by faith that we have the wisdom to deal with the situations that we're dealing with right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you... Uh, needed wisdom or you have any questions on how to live out this Christian walk and you're walking down these paths and you're like, you know what? What do I do next? I want you to connect with us at connect.cornerstonerome. We'll be there right now to answer any questions that you may have. Or maybe you rededicated your life. I know we didn't pray for that during this service, but just know that you don't need me to pray with you. All you got to do is say, God, I love you. Come into my life. Save me now. Bam! You are saved. That's that simple. And finally, while you're here, I want to bless you as you leave. And receive this by faith. I don't care what situation is dealing with right now. Receive this as you leave out this door to know that this blessing is being pronounced over you right now. As it found in the book of Numbers and the song goes, The Lord bless... I'm sorry. <clears throat> May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace. Have a great rest of your week. See you guys next time. See you. Thank you for joining online. See you guys. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. 
See you next time. 